everybody, this is Cindy Fish. You are listening to the At His Feet podcast. I want to invite you today to set aside your whirlwind of busyness and mental to-do list to have a seat beside me at the feet of Jesus. Now let's pursue Him together. Thank you for listening. Hey again, welcome to episode 12 of the podcast. Uh, Today I have my husband with me. Can you say hello? Glad to be with everyone on the podcast for the second time. <laughs> and uh, we are going to talk about, you saw the title, The Blessings of God. And we're just going to talk about both seeing God provide and uh, first we're going to just start talking about some provisions that God has made in our lives. We hope both to encourage you and, and just build your faith that these things are for you too. So first, I want to tell you a story about a a really small provision, and some people might not even would have acknowledged it, but it was so random that it was just so one time we were staying at home and preaching in Jasper, Texas. We're like less than an hour away, but of course we were running late Sunday morning service, and I realized, I think on the way there, we were flat out of baby wipes, and I'm like telling Taylor, babe, we need baby wipes. We need them now. We cannot wait, and he's saying... And the GPS is saying there's no way because we're going to be pulling up at church time, yes. which we're usually not We're usually not late. We're typically always early. Uh, just kind of how it was that day. I guess we decided to, I don't know, sleep in a little bit or, or eat some kind of... Uh, eat some breakfast at the house, being that we were home. I don't really know what exactly happened. Well, kids kids just make you late anyways, right? As there was a year and a half. So we're running too late. We can't stop to get any. And we get there and they hand us, you know, we're like rushing in. We're walking fast, everything, just to get there in time. And when I sit down in the service to set up my things down, a lady comes and she hands me a little gift bag And people give baskets and gift bags often, but we have never received what was in that bag. There was a a bunch of snacks and little things for Ezra, and then there was a teeny tiny travel pack of baby wipes. And I just was so thankful. It's the probably the smallest thing that I've ever been thankful for monetarily, but I just couldn't believe. I'm like, God, you knew before that we would need these, and it was it was just really neat that God provided such a small thing, but it was a big need in the moment. And it just made my Sunday go smoother with Ezra and took a little bit of the stress off of me that day. So I thought that was really neat. So it's little things like this that has happened so many times. Uh, We really don't even have time to talk about every instance, but I just think it's so powerful how mindful God is, even something just as small as that. But... We've seen God do a lot of things. God's done a lot of things for us. I want to. I want to tell one. Cindy was pregnant with Ezra at this time, and I remember that we were renting a house, and we had been looking to buy a house for some time. You know, for anybody that's ever bought a house, you know everything that goes into it: getting your credit right, getting different things, making sure everything's in line. And we had done all that, but for also anybody that's ever looked for a house, you you know that. Your wife likes one house and you don't like it, and then uh, you like one house and your wife doesn't like it. And anyway, 
long story short, I was really praying that the Lord would just help us in this process. Long story short, I was uh, I was at a work appointment, and it really it was one of the weirdest days or weirdest nights as far as appointments that I had ever ran. I went and I sat down and. I'd never been to this house before, never known these people before, and I began to talk to them, and they, the lady stopped me in the middle of me talking about her insurance, and she said, she said, sir, I just got to ask you, she said, you're looking for a, for a house, aren't you? I just kind of looked at her, kind of puzzled, and said, yeah, I, I am, and she said, well, I just felt that me and my husband need to pray for you, because the Lord is going to open a door for you and your family, and you're going to know exactly what house it is. He has a house for you. And uh, really, I was I was pretty floored because this is not what I expected at all. She says, honey, come in. The uh, Come in here. And the husband walks in. And, man, they just came, uh, laid hands on me. And we begin to pray. And the Holy Ghost fell up in that living room. <laughs> just a crazy, off-the-wall deal. Unexpected. I mean, we prayed for probably 30, 40 minutes with just the Holy Ghost moving, all of us praying in the Holy Ghost. And before I left that night, the husband said, hold on, I want to give you something. And they uh, they invited me into their backyard, walked in the backyard, and just the, there were some of the biggest lemon trees that you've ever seen from just left to right. I ended up leaving with like two bags full of lemons, so much so that they were falling out into the floorboard and i'm like what in the world am i doing with all these lemons no he was proud to bring those lemons home i remember and i was like what are we gonna do it it was it was just the it was one of the weirdest just off the wall things and they were humongous absolutely these huge lemons and you know we may ate like three or four of them lemons you know in our squeezed them out, out in our water or something but most of them went bad, and we threw most of them away. But fast forward four or five months later, we were out looking for houses still, and we came to this one house. We both somewhat liked it. You know, you don't ever want to say too much when the realtor's there, but sent me and Cindy are kind of oohing on a little bit. We go to the back porch of the house. I look, and I look on the right side of the property, and there's this, there's this big fruit tree over there. Uh, I, and I asked the realtor, man, what kind of tree is that? Which he had to ask because it was, we had both come after work to look at the house. So it was probably like six or seven. And because of the time of the year, it was dark outside. So we yeah. really couldn't see outside. Yeah. And I, I said, man, what, what kind of tree is that? And let me just say, the moment that I saw that tree, it was like, I, I, and I hadn't thought about this I hadn't thought about it in months since it happened, since all the lemons went bad or whatever. But <laughs> I, um, all of a sudden, I was, I was just brought back to that moment in that living room where the Holy Ghost fell, and I was given that word that the, you know, the Lord had a had a house for us. He was going to provide that for us. And um, anyway, so I asked the realtor. I said, "What kind of tree is this?" And she said, "Oh, that's a." That's an orange tree or a satsuma tree or something like that, and I said, "No, ma'am, I don't think it is." Like, I was so I was so sure that that was a lemon tree. And me and me <laughs> being me, I'm like, "Babe, she's the realtor. She knows." So I walk out into the dark and I go grab a fruit off this tree because 
I'm not taking it's just an orange or a satsuma for an answer. And I bring it in, and guess what it is? I take a knife out of the drawer, <laughs> and I cut that thing, and I taste it. And I say, this is a lemon, you know? People have their own ideas and thoughts about it, but that was a sign from God to us that that was our house, and we both loved it, and we still live in it today, recording this podcast right now in our bedroom. But I'll just tell you that, uh, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways like that sometimes. And I'm not someone that just goes around looking for signs. But, um, you know, sometimes the Lord does give you lemons, you know. Sometimes the Lord does, you know, He does give you a sign. And uh, the Lord, that's kind of how He did it for us. He, He provided that. It was a uh, it was a visual. It's something. It was something to look back on. And uh, anyway, just kind of a cool story of something the Lord did. We bought the house, and uh, we still we still live here. And now that side of the property that the uh, that the lemon tree is on is now going to be our first rental property. You know, so just kind of powerful how God uh, how God does things. So another really neat thing about God providing this house for us was He didn't just provide the house and show it to us and let us know it was the one, but He also provided the down payment that we needed to buy it. So we had been saving, and when we found this house, they told us the amount it would be. They told us the date that we would have until to um, actually have the money in hand, right, for the down payment. So we were preparing, we were saving, And we got a large amount of a blessing that came in, and thankfully we did. And it was long before the date that the money was due. But the very next week, after we got this big blessing, the mortgage company called and said, Hey, we need your bank account information because we have to have proof that all of this money is in your account. So they basically had to verify it three weeks before it was even due, which I, you know, I'm a planner and I plan to, uh, you know, kind of save up to that. But the beauty is we basically had someone write us a check for the down payment of our house. And it was there in right on time when we had no idea that it would be even needed three weeks earlier. God did it three weeks earlier. So just he's a provider. That's all yes. I can say. Something I read recently, and I shared it with Taylor, and it for like a week after I read it, it just rolled around in my head, and it was just that um, I was actually reading about Abraham and Isaac, and that's where you know God was a called a provider the first time in that story, but it was talking about how the two when we think of provision, we think of that right on time. You know, we people say he's an on time God or whatever. It kind of gives us this idea that God's almost last minute, like. Okay, he just come in right on time and did it. But they were saying that the word provision, the two root words, the two Latin root words that make up the word provision, they say to see beforehand. And I just thought that was incredible that when we have a need and God provides it, he saw the need before it came. And he, even though it seems maybe like he came in just on time, there was a plan to that provision. He he started preparing long before we even knew we would have the need. And I think that sums up provision so easily. Yeah, we know that the Word tells us that He sees the end from the beginning. He sees every need, knows every situation. I know whenever 
something crazy happens in our world, um, you know, it's such a big deal to us, but God saw it coming even during our last trial, even during the last blessing that He gave us. But we want to talk a little bit about another side of God. I know that oftentimes we talk, well, we know Him as Jehovah Jireh, the God that provides. Uh, but there's a this scripture here that I kind of want to uh, I want to read that I think's pretty powerful and it's something's always stuck out to me and it's in Genesis 15 and 1. This is going to be Abraham, but he is known as Abram at this point. And the Bible says that uh, in Genesis 15 and 1, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, "Fear not." Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. So God tells him I'm two things. Number one, I'm thy shield. I'm your protector. I'm the one that's going to protect you or provide protection for you. And then he said, and I am thy exceeding great reward. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about how he, how God is a rewarder. But he told Abraham, I'm not just a rewarder. I'm straight up the best thing that you can ever have. I am your exceeding great reward. And um, first of all, let me tell you, the greatest reward that we can ever get is just him. And um, I think that, you know, Abraham, with his kind of faith, not seeing what was next, just stepping out stepping out on faith, hearing the voice of God and following God into a land that God would uh, that God would show him. God literally, that was Abraham's call. Go somewhere and I'll show you where it is. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty crazy, but but Abraham got to experience God in a way uh, that many don't truly ever tap into, not because we can't, but because we don't walk in that kind of faith. And because Abraham was able to walk in that kind of faith and follow, he got to know God on another level as a rewarder. Abraham would walk out of kingdoms with the king's coins in his pocket. He'd walk out of kingdoms with the leader's flock following him and horses and oxen and all kinds of things. Um, God constantly would reward him. And I just want to talk ab- about how God does not just provide. A lot of times when things are happening in our life, we're automatically saying, Lord, I need you to provide. I need you to provide whatever rent money, mortgage money, gas money, whatever. But there's a whole other side to God that many of us never tap into, and that is that he is a rewarder and he does want to reward us. And in 1 Samuel 16, the Bible says that God sends Samuel down and tells Samuel, I've provided a king among the sons of Jesse. Go down to Jesse the Bethlehemite's house. And God provided a king we know as David uh, um, for out from among Jesse's house. So David knew about the provisions of God because he was the provisions of God. 
He because he was the provision of God to Israel. He was hand selected for Israel. But David also knew about God, the rewarder. Think about it. This boy was so blessed. (laughs) This boy was so blessed that even though God would not allow him to build the temple, he wanted to build it so bad. We know him as a great warrior. We know him as a great worshiper. But he was rewarded like almost no one else. David had such rewards and blessings come through his hands that he literally was able to store all the materials for his son Solomon to build the temple. I think that's incredible. He knew God as a provider because God used him to be the provision. But also, he was also a rewarder in every battle that he won. He was just reaping spoils and spoils and spoils and gold and silver and everything that was needed for the temple God gave to David. He it's basically like he said, you know, David, you're too bloody. You've killed too many men to build the temple. But I'll tell you what I'll do for you. I'll reward you and I'll let you finance it. It's powerful. He is a rewarder and there's been so many things in our lives that have happened that we knew were the rewards of God. You know, it's one thing when God meets a need. That's a provision when God meets a need. But it's another thing entirely when God rewards you and God gives a want, uh, when God meets a want. We all know and we all testify about how God met our need. But we do have wants, and the beauty is, that God really does want to make those happen for us. Cindy knows I'm the world's worst about going to Walmart and bringing something back for Ezra. I'm yeah. talking about I will bring. It's just something about when I walk in that store, I don't have to be asked to go to the toy. I, I want to go there because I want to <laughs> get my I want to get my son something, you know. And um, God's the exact same way. He wants to reward us. He wants to bless us. Jesus said in in the book of Matthew, I think chapter 11, said he said this. These are his words. Uh, Well, I'm paraphrasing, but this is the story. Uh, If you ask, if your kid asks for bread, if your child asks for bread, would you give them a stone? If they ask for a fish, would you give them a snake? And then he says this, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, How much more will your Father who is in heaven give give good things to those who ask Him? And I think, you know, sometimes it even goes beyond asking. There are blessings that come when you don't even think to ask. But God wants to give those good things to us. And uh, we want to kind of tell you about some of those blessings and how we've seen them. I think for me, that moment where the switch flipped, where I realized, okay, God, you're you're more than just a provider to me, was when we went full-time on the road. It was summer of 2017. Taylor was done working, and I wasn't working. Ezra was one, and we switched to saying, okay, God, we are fully yours and you are fully our provider and I remember being so nervous and kind of anxious like 
how is this going to work out? And I had this thought that it would just be a struggle because, I mean, I knew God was just providing for every single, every single thing. There was nothing that we could fall back on. There was nothing that we could do. When you work a job, you're, you can work and you know how you can, you know, have that in your hands to, to provide for your family or whatever. But in that year, I think, is the biggest lesson that I learned. That whole year was about God telling me, I don't want to just provide your needs, but I care about your wants. And so all through that year, it was absolutely crazy. It was like thing after thing. God after blew thing. our mind time and time again, almost to the point where it was. It, it got it got comical. Like, it was. It we'd was. be driving down the road, and Cindy would say, you know, I'd really like to have this, or, you know, I'd really like to have that. And somehow the Lord would make it happen. And I, and I wasn't, okay, so this is the thing. I wasn't, I didn't treat God like Santa Claus or something. I wasn't like, God, I want this, you know. I was just, I would just tell Taylor, like, you know, I'd really like this. Uh, I'll tell you one, it's kind of funny. Uh, there was this little outfit that I wanted. When Ezra was a baby, I had found some this certain brand of outfits that I really loved for him. And I had a few of them when he was a baby that I got discount on a website somewhere. Super steel. Well, I looked up the brand again, and he's a year old now, and I'm like, I'd like some of those. They were real nice. And I look <laughs> it up, and these are like $140 outfits. Yeah, and we're driving down the road, and she's <laughs> like, hey, you know, what do you think about this outfit? And, you know, I don't know. Uh, maybe because I deal with the finances, my first thought, my first question, you know, isn't anything else, but how much is that, you know? So let me say, I would not have bought a $140 outfit. It would really hurt me when my kids are babies to buy a $40 outfit. Right. Uh, but we're, so, we're, frug- we're frugal. Uh, yes. So I, I was like, $140. I cannot believe it. I wanted it, but I don't now. So not even a week later, I'm in S&M. It's a place here local to us. I never shop there. Never, ever, ever. I've never bought a single baby item there. But I was in there looking for me, and I thought, let me go look at this teeny tiny baby rack. It looks like they have nothing. And guess what I found? This brand of an outfit, and I pull it out. And it's Ezra's exact size, and it is the exact outfit that I had showed Taylor, and it was $12. Absolutely crazy. And it was not used. This is brand new. It just somehow got sent to this store. And so that was one of those things where I was like, like, you know, you just kind of, it just feels, it's heartwarming. I just thought, God, you care about a silly outfit that my kid doesn't even need, but you knew I wanted it, and you provided it in a way that only you could, and uh, it was just really special, and it was kind of the spark of me starting to be aware of the blessings that God was trying to, to give to us. Just little things like that, that God has done time and time again, um, you know, to just prove, hey, I've got you, I've got you, you know, and um, it's just such an honor to step out on faith and, and serve him and work for him, work in his kingdom. But I'll tell you, when all this was happening, like, I was like, because I had seen the outfit on the picture, and I'm like, 
this is crazy. You know, that's there's no way that's a coincidence. Yeah. But it was the beginning of a series of time and time again stuff like this happening. And it was it was funny. And this is why it was comical is because these things were only happening to me. Yeah. Was, <laughs> over and over. And we're we're driving down the road and we're we're on our way to preach and uh, we're on our way to preach in I think we're it's Oklahoma City. Yeah. And, well so when I say, I just want to say this real quick, uh, this is part of the funny of it, is Taylor would be like, why is this only happening to you? And I would just say, well, clearly God just loves me more. Like, <laughs> he just really loves me. And, uh, I'm and like, I'm like, no, he just, don't, he just don't have to prove to me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but so he... Taylor Taylor was one some blessings too. So we're going so to we're dr- we're on our way to Oklahoma City and I'm like, babe, which all y'all are gonna laugh that know me on here because y'all know I don't wear cowboy boots, but <laughs> but I was really wanting a pair of cowboy boots and uh, like you know I'm from Texas I need a pair of cowboy boots. Well anyway, we're I'm like I'm like Cindy, you know, why I want you to start you know asking. For the for the Lord to get me something like that, like this is crazy because this was there were so many things happening, but it was just little things time and time again, and it was stuff that Cindy would say out loud driving down the road, and then it would happen like a week later, and I'm like, this is crazy, you know, this is crazy that God's doing this stuff, and uh, again, it wasn't a need. We didn't need it. We didn't need any of this. This was just strictly once that Cindy had. I said, you know, I would love a pair of cowboy boots. Well, during this time, uh, during this revival, we get there and we're preaching and, um, man, we just, powerful revival. They're at, uh, they're at Apostolic Faith Tabernacle and uh, just incredible church. Incredible. We were there for three weeks, probably. Yeah, yeah. And during this time, there was this lady um, or this family that came, and um, this man had—I uh, think the story goes that he had been away from God for a while. Well, he married this lady that was uh, that was a Catholic, and um, anyway, long story short, she had never received the Holy Ghost. Well, during that revival, and um, one of the one of the services, she received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, got filled with the Holy Ghost, and uh, man, we just had a connection with this family, you know, and uh, at the end of the revival, the craziest thing happened. So at the end of the revival, this, uh, the man in that family, he walks up to me, he says, Brother Fish, he says, I, uh, you know, we've thoroughly, we've thoroughly enjoyed having you. And he said, we're going to hate to see you go. He said, before you leave, I got something to give you. And when he said that, mm-hmm. my mind just says, no way. Like, no way. This is happening right now. And he says, you know, I was cleaning out my closet. He said, I don't even know if they'll fit you. He said, but, uh, he said, I got some, some cowboy boots here. He said, I, I don't even, I, I've never really even wore them. He said, but I got some cowboy boots here, and if they'll fit you, you can have them. I threw those things on my feet, and they fit perfectly. It just absolutely blew my mind, you know. Once again, I didn't need it. You know, any anybody that knows Taylor Fish knows Taylor Fish probably don't need any <laughs> any cowboy boots. <laughs> we are from Texas, but my husband is by no means a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. 
Yeah, but I still wanted cowboys in, cowboy boots anyway. And, man, you know what? God did it again. He's a rewarder, and uh, just it's just so powerful. But, Cindy, I want you to tell the story. Uh, I want you to tell the story about the cricket. So we're driving down the road, and Cindy told me that she wanted a cricket machine um, for arts and crafts, a cricket machine for Christmas. And she told me the exact same, the exact color, the mint green color. I told him the, the model of it that I wanted. So everything. Everything. And I, it was on the Christmas list, but it wasn't quite Christmas yet. <laughs> yeah, it was months, months from Christmas. And actually, it had been on my want list for a while, but I... I hadn't really done the research, so I was researching. And when I research, I go all out and I look at every detail. I read reviews. I read blog posts. I watch YouTube videos, everything. I knew exactly what I wanted. And I still kind of knew that I probably wasn't getting that for Christmas. But You were going to get it for Christmas. I was going to make I that was, happen. <laughs> I was probably not getting it for Christmas. I had it in my mind. I just knew I wasn't because we had several things other. But anyways, so I didn't think I was getting it for Christmas. This was like in like in February, I think. Yeah, I'm a planner, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about Christmas all year long. Well, so here we are. I want this thing. and But I just kind of, you know, didn't. I really didn't think I would ever really have it, but I really thought it would be neat, and I wanted it. And we were at a church, and after service one night, we go to the pastor's home to eat dinner, and the pastor's wife says, hey, I have something in in there for you. And I'm not thinking what it's going to be. I walk in the room, and it is that color of a cricket. It is the exact make, model, all that stuff, you know. And then it has Unreal. extra tools with it. She went and got a new little uh, sticky mat thing that you load the paper in with. But but she really was thoughtful. She cleaned it all up. It was hers, and it had been used, but it was in absolutely perfect condition. She cleaned it all up and put it back in the brand new box, you know, and said, I just want you to have that. And, and she had, she had absolutely no clue. I, I didn't say, hey, I've been researching crickets or blah, blah, blah. But she just wanted me to have it. And I cried. Did I cry? I'm pretty sure I cried. Yeah, you did. Okay, I probably embarrassingly cried. But I thought, you know, one, God sees me, you know. And then two, this lady gave me something that she could have sold online for money if she didn't want it anymore or whatever. But... Why would she do that for me? And why would, you know, she even think of me in that situation? And it was just so, it was so good, good for me to see that. And I was shocked, absolutely shocked. So that's one of those situations where it wasn't something I'd asked God for, but it was just God saying, hey, I see you. You know, and I think a big part of it, blessings that I have seen, God's just like, I see your sacrifice. I see what you're doing. I see what you're you know, giving. I think that's a big part of maybe a big part of the blessings that we've seen. I don't I don't know. I've tried to think what what is the reason for the blessings. I know God likes to just likes to do for us and likes to take care of us, but in that situation I really felt like God said, Hey, I just I see you. Taylor has a story 
uh, that actually just happened this last weekend. Yeah. And it's really cool. Okay, so this was crazy. So we were, um, we stopped in Branson, Missouri, and uh, we went and saw the Noah play, which was so awesome, the sight and sound Noah play. Uh, but we also went to Silver Dollar City. And um, for those that have been to Silver Dollar City, you know that there's all kind of craftsmen there, uh, all kind of blacksmith, all kinds of uh, just a lot of things happening, people making different things. Well, we went into this one little shop there in Silver Dollar City, and it was a knife shop. And, you know, I'm not a guy that's just like slinging a blade around everywhere, okay? <laughs> and, uh, it you know I'm, it really sounds like I'm trying to be a cowboy you know cowboy boots and blades and all this <laughs> crazy stuff but that's not me well anyway so we walked in this knife shop and really I was wanting to show Ezra and uh, we're looking at it and you know I just kind of have a thought that crosses my mind and I don't even vocalize it but I see this knife in there and it's like one of these like deer antler knives and it's really nice and I thought you know I I think I'd like to have one of those well. Well, the price tag says like 260 bucks, and I'm like, no, nah, we're not doing that. Like that costs more than the whole trip to Silver Dollar City today. Right. So anyway, really, I just go on and forget about it, and we continue with our vacation, have a just a merry old time. So a few days later, we head towards Kentucky, where we're ministering at a youth retreat. This is this, is this last weekend, and... Um, after the day session on that Saturday, there's a man that approaches me. His name's Brother Ross. And he says, hey, I want you to, he said, I want you to come to the truck with me. I said, okay. He said, come to, come to, uh, come to my truck. He said, I got something for you. I had no idea what it was. But he leads me over there and he pull. He starts showing me all these knives that he has, and I'm like, "Man, these are awesome." Well, he says, "Well, this one's for you. I got this one specifically for you." Well, there's a man that just started coming to their church that is incredible at making knives, and he made this knife, and Brother Ross uh, purchased it from him. Well, it just ha- just so happened to be a deer antler knife <laughs> that is my favorite color green and uh just to some people that stuff don't mean that much and a lot of people may think that it's coincidence but i want to tell you god doesn't just care about needs he cares about wants and there's somebody out there that you know you want some things for from god that aren't monetary. There's some people out there that you want some things from God in the spirit. We just happened to be home for our Tuesday night service where my pastor and bishop are teaching on the gifts of the spirit. And there's a little lie that floats around in the minds of God's people that says the gifts of the spirit are either for the preacher, the pastor, or that old lady that's always operated in the gifts of the Spirit. Right. But the bottom line is, it's for all of us. Paul lists the gifts of the Spirit, the nine gifts of the Spirit, to the Corinthian church. 
and says that they are for all men. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things about it is God does not give all gifts to just some people, but he gives some gifts to all people. So as the rewarder, the Lord wants to give you a gift. I don't know what gift that is. I don't know what gift you want to be used in. But one thing I do know, it says in Hebrews 11, without faith it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to him must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. It's one thing to believe that he is. I don't think there's many people at all listening to this podcast that don't believe that God is and that he exists and that he is powerful and that, you know, he is who he is, that he is Jesus. But there's another side of that. The writer of Hebrews tells us that we do not just need to believe that he is, but also that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So how do you get into the realm of rewards? You have to believe that he is a rewarder. When I pray, I have to expect. When I'm reaching, I've got to expect that he's going to give it to me. Nobody's ever received anything from God without having that level of faith. We pray for a lot of folks and see a lot of people receive the Holy Ghost, but I've never seen one person receive the Holy Ghost not believing that they could get it. As a matter of fact, many times I have to stop folks and say, hey, listen, this next time when you lift your hands and you cry out to the Lord, I want you to believe that it's for you and it's coming. Many times in five to ten seconds, they receive the Holy Ghost. They're speaking in tongues after that. There's something that happens when you get into that mindset of, you know what? My God is a rewarder and he has something for me. Paul said, in 1 Corinthians 2 and 9, that I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. If you are a lover to God, he has prepared something for you, and he has a reward for you. So um, believing believing that he has something for you in that, um, we're talking about actually asking. And earlier, I, I read that scripture told you about the scripture where God says, how much more should I give, give good, give good gifts to those who ask? And what I, when I looked up that, I did say earlier that that was in Matthew 11. It's not, it's Matthew seven, but immediately before that verse, it says this. And I think that it just says all we need to know about our pursuit in, in these gifts It says, ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. And then it finished, and it says, Or what man of... What man is there of you whom is... If his son asks bread, will he give a stone? And then continues. And so... In not only blessings, but also in in these gifts that Taylor's been talking about, I think it just comes down to us being bold enough and having a faith to ask. God said, if we ask, it'll be it'll be given. If we knock, it'll be open. But I think it's all about our pursuit and not giving up. And earlier you said, um, he that uh, he that cometh to God must believe that he is and believe that he's a rewarder of them that not just seek him, but diligently seek him. 
being persistent, being diligent, not stopping until you receive what you're seeking for. As this week goes by after you've listened to think on these things that we've talked about and pray on these things and really seek not just God's blessings, and but these gifts and these things that He, he has for us. And I just believe that somebody's about to receive a blessing in some way. Yes. Um, not just a provision, but yes, a provision, but also uh, I believe that God's going to show you that He's a rewarder when you start believing that He is and um, seeking Him like He is. And I always enjoy getting to be on here um, when Cindy lets me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking forward to next week's episode, getting to be on with you guys again. Um, we're going to be talking about the miracles of the Lord, some of the things that we've seen. I hope you enjoyed some of the stories here today. Um, that's exactly kind of how next week's will be. We'll talk about some of the miracles that we've seen. We've seen the Lord do a lot of crazy, crazy things. And uh, we're going to talk about the kind of prayers that we pray to see them kind of things and the kind of faith we have to have. I'm so glad you decided to join in on our conversation today. And there is more to come. I can't wait to talk about these miracles and things that we have seen. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time.